Good e evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Dave Winston II, here on Tuesdays for Tomorrow, as we officially begin a new 25-chapter podcast series entitled The Trench, about the First World War in its entirety. What you're about to hear and listen to, ladies and gentlemen, from both here and around the world, is my, due to absolute research and by memory only, including little research, is my perspective and take on the First World War in the run-up to this year's Halloween season. Normally, I would recite a speech for you all, or present you with a new mystery wonder question for you all but starting tonight here this Tuesday evening here in 2023 is something a little bit different we will be leaving our world of our current lifetime and going back to the year 1914 but first tonight's episode in which it is the first of our 25 chapter podcast series entitled At the Beginning. What is the beginning of the First World War? Let me take you back to the European continent, back on the eve of the First World War. The European continent that we know now was quite different back then at the beginning of the year 1914. Most of the countries, such as the United Kingdom, Spain, Italy, Germany, Austria-Hungary, Tsarist Russia, and nearly all three of the Scandinavian nations, including Belgium and the Netherlands, have all been ruled by various monarchs, some of them distantly related to each other through a single monarch, the British Queen known as Victoria the last British ruler of the Hanover dynasty. On the throne of the British monarchy since she was an 18-year-old back in 1837. Back then, ladies and gentlemen, on the European continent, the world at the dawn of the 20th century was already leaving the uh, various world events that happened in the previous century of the 19th century. Already had been fought was the Boer War down in South Africa between the Dutch Boer farmers and Afrikaners, as they call them, versus the more British army forces that were led by Lord Kitchener, Sir Charles Warren, and many others. By 1901, after fighting a war with Spain, from 19, 18, 1898, the United States, still young in its existence back then, was already emerging into a new world power at the dawn of the 20th century. As I previously mentioned, after fighting a war with Spain in which the United States won the countries of Guam, Puerto Rico, and especially the Philippine Islands. Now today, independent self-governing countries with Guam and Puerto Rico as still American or U.S. territories, whereas the Philippine Islands, now called the Republic of the Philippines, is now an independent nation located in Southeast Asia 
that was once under Spanish Empire rule for a total of 333 years until in 1898 when it all changed for them. The world back then was heavily industrialized. Many people were working to support their own families. Nearly most of the people on the European continent as well as elsewhere were were usually poor, especially in the cities of London, Paris, and elsewhere had their poor slums of people immigrating to other nations such as, as I mentioned before, France, the United Kingdom, which consisted of both Great Britain and Ireland, into a single entity since 1801, including more and more people from Southern and Eastern Europe immigrating to the United States via New York City on the American Eastern Seaboard. But it will be amongst all these nations back at the dawn of the 20th century in the 1910s, long after the infamous sinking of the RMS Titanic that happened in April of 1912 to the first known sighting of Halley's Comet. And the great Russian composer named Sergei Rachmanov composing his Baroque masterpiece Vocalis for the Russian imperial court of their monarchy. But none of these mankind's achievement back then at the dawn of the early, early 20th century will not compare until back then in the 19th century in the year 1871 was the birth of a new nation the German Empire. Before that, it was, as we all know from our schooling in history class, made up of separate, smaller, self-ruled duchies and various German-speaking kingdoms, such as Hesse, Prussia, Bavaria, and many others. It was the, it was the absolute tireless efforts of one German Chancellor, a man named Otto von Bismarck, that finally created the country that is known today as Germany in 1871. Just some years before that, during the 1860s, while the United States was fighting in the American Civil War, another nation also came to power that was also made up of various self-governing smaller duchies and other land areas. That nation was capital at Rome was the Kingdom of Italy that also became a single nation back then long before the German Empire was born. As we can see ladies and gentlemen the uh, back then Europe as well as elsewhere around the world during the last century, the 19th century before the Europe that we'll be talking about in 1914, the British Empire was at, slot, was at its first extent being the largest empire ever on the face of the planet with nearly almost over 20% of the world's 
country and land masses falling under the British Union Jack under Victoria's rule. But none will compare to compare to everything until in Europe in early 1914 before the Great War broke out. As you can see, ladies and gentlemen, whereas the largest of the of the European bunch, besides the countries I mentioned was、uh, mentioned before, lived in this first episode. Was that of the Russian Empire, also known as Imperial Russia, or simply as Tsarist Russia, having been ruled by the Tsars ever since Michael Romanov had had assumed or was crowned Tsar of all the Russias back in 1613, which began the long centuries-ruled era of the Romanov dynasty. Other nations that had monarchies besides both Germany, Britain, and Russia was that of Austria-Hungary or the Austro-Hungarian Empire, under rule of its own czar by the name of Franz Joseph I. Other smaller nations that has also had monarchies was were those of Spain, Greece, Belgium, Netherlands, especially countries of Dem. Denmark, Norway, and Sweden. It wasn't until back in by autumn of 1914, where everyone was still enjoying peace and peace and prosperity for most, that the crack of an assassin's bullet from a Serbian teenager named Gabriel Princip. Will ultimately set in part in motion that will ultimately lead to the outbreak of the First World War. It occurred in a tiny town called Sarajevo, which is now located in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Back back then, it was under the rule of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, but now a separate nation within the Balkans. Region of Southern Europe. It was on that it was on that peaceful day in autumn of 1914, while riding in his open car, roof car, the Archduke of Austria-Hungary named Franz Ferdinand was enjoying a car car trip with his wife. Whereas, if we all still know, remember the story. The driver of that car took a wrong turn, and all of a sudden came this Serbian teenager, whipping out a pistol. He fired two shots into the into the royal motorcade, killing both the Archduke of Austria-Hungary and his wife. Thus set in motion that became the absolute power keg that firmly ignited the First World War. It was from there that. Strained relations between Serbia, with its capital at Belgrade at the time, and Austria-Hungary, ruled by Franz Franz Ferdinand's、uh, father, Franz Joseph I, who was also Kaiser of the country, 
had became more strained as soon later erupted into, should we say, armed conflict between the two. And so, ladies and gentlemen, ends the first episode of this 25 podcast series about the First World War. Next time, we will be looking at both the Allies first, and then we will be looking at the Central Powers, the leaders, the military, and most of all, the first battles. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy this opening episode, which is the first episode of The Trench, my new podcast series about the First World War. But until then, good night, everyone, and may God bless all of us, our children, and our planet. And remember, I really want you to think, not panic.